Yo, 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 what's, yo, good? Yo, what's, what's good? good? Not that I'm aware of, yo. Yes, it's a football Friday. Um, How's everybody doing? We're doing great. Football Friday. We're not doing great. Um, before we get into all of the that's, nonsense. That's, 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 that's um, process after it's approved. I'm going to get into. Me, they'll send me a document. And my document bullshit. Is, this is no. going to be my old man get off the lawn shit. This is what this is going to be. Mel um, has a little. Uh, Mel has a little scheduled tirade that he's about to go on. So, uh, schedule, just yeah, 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 up yeah. And do his thing real quick. So, here we go. You know how we, you know you you know the motto here. We embrace the debate. That's what we live on. We will not tolerate disrespect, though. So, with that being said, if you're gonna come on, we encourage everyone come to the social media, talk your shit, have fun with it. That's why we're here to have fun. With it. Um, but I will let some of y'all know, all of y'all, well, not like some of y'all, because it's not everybody, everybody, we have a good time in the comments. Um, when the disrespect comes, prepare for the disrespect to be returned. Um, so if you're not willing to say whatever it is that you're saying in the comments to my face, keep it to yourself. Because I am 1,000, 100, 1 million percent with the shits. Okay. All the time, every time. So, that being said, we can get on with the show. I mean, like I said, it, it is what it is. Unless you know, Moolid, you want you want to add something, GQ. Unless you want to add something. Um, yeah, we 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 bought all the smoke here. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand because I know a lot of people. They like to get, uh, as he said, you know, bold behind a Zoom call, right? Because everybody's behind the screen on technology. And it's the funny thing about technology is they give people. Um, and unwarranted confidence, right? Um, understand, understand something. We don't just talk sports. We 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 play sports as well. Meaning we are athletic, right. okay? Which means we do have stamina, okay? Just like Captain America said, I can do this all day. All day. Oh, pretty much. I can really do this all day. So, well, with that being said, we can we can we can we can move forward. Uh, Mr. GQ, yeah. how you doing today? Big doing? What's going on, y'all? You know. Another day, it's Friday, football Friday. There you go. Yeah. And, and then, we, okay. we, we stay we stay with the smoke for those who for some reason don't understand that concept. Right. And then I and also I want to add on to this. Um, this I embrace the old head talk. I'm 100 percent with I'm cool with it. But let me I, I just want people to understand something. When we're talking what we're talking, and I mention someone that you may not know everything about. It's cool. Ask questions. I will give you answers. Go do your homework. So this go, and this goes to and and this is this comes back to a lot of the feedback coming back from Darrell Rebus and Calvin Jones. A lot of it. Okay. So I embrace the old head shit. That's cool. And I said this before. But when I tell what when I tell you you have to take statistical information as well as what you saw in real time happen you have to do it because in 15 to 20 years from now you're going to be an old head and you are going to be defending your guys 20 years from now Darrell Revis statistically is not going to look like the hall of famer that he is and what you're going to have to stand on is I watched him play because statistically 
it's not going to look that good for you for your boy. Same thing with Calvin Johnson. So you're going to be in the same position where I'm standing when I'm telling you I watched Eric Allen play football. I know what that man did. See, the difference is statistically he is that. And from the eye test, from me, he was that. You're going to have a real hard problem in 20 years with Darrell Revis trying to convince other people that he was that guy. I mean, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's the fact that I can't shake that he is not as good statistically as Asante Samuel, bro. Like, I cannot shake that, dog. I'm not going to mm-hmm. let that go. Like, I, I'm not going to let that go. And the fact that nobody really talks about Asante, like, in, like, you just, there's so many DBs that, that people gloss over that people don't really, you know, talk about because they bring up the Revises, they bring up all the, you know, say all the, all the, all the greats, quote unquote, right? But I don't mm-hmm. know. I just feel like, I feel like a lot of the times that 09 season gets overhyped a lot. Right. It and does. I, it gets, I, it gets I, a I get lot it. of hype. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, bro, it's like, all right, what did you do the next year? What did you what did you do the next year after that? What did you do next year after that? And I mean, don't get me wrong, bro. Like you were you I'm not gonna take any anything away from you, Revis, but Stevie, yeah, yeah, guys like Stevie Johnson had your number, dog. Couldn't That's do nothing it. against him. Like you can do nothing against Stevie, bro. That's crazy. So I mean, like I, I just feel like a lot of people don't want to let that part of the other of that of their force phantom go. Like they just they they're stuck on the one of their guys. But I mean, like when you when you look at Revis, like Revis specifically, Revis and Megatron, right? Because I know that they made a big splash in a really really short amount of time. So everybody's like, oh my gosh, we're never gonna see anything like. But I just feel like when you look at their careers in totality, bro, like there there's some there's some guys that people that people may may, may look at and be like. Yeah, no, he's he. I'm taking him over him, uh, and then there's nothing you can say that's yeah. gonna get me. <laughs> Field right. production and, and like I said, totality, just everything. Give me that guy over yeah. that guy. And I said it before, like the crown jewel for Darrell Revis is that magical 2009 2010 season. Da, da, da. And I said that's cool, but even in that season, that season, he wasn't even the best defensive back in the league. Because Charles Woodson won defensive play the year that year. Sorry, he played the same exact position, and that guy had a better season. And they but, won the Super Bowl. And did they win the Super Bowl that year? No, no yeah, I think it's next year. Yeah, the next year. But, the, yeah, they won the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, yeah he, okay. he, he was a big component in contributing to that. Right. All right. So let's go. We're off my rants. Let's get on to the games last night. Um, first game on the docket. We'll talk about GQ's Patriots and the Texans. And um, I'll give you uh, my feedback from that game. So it, was, it was a good game. Patriots looked like the Patriots, like I thought they would look. Um, two guys I wanted, I wanted to watch, of course, Christian Gonzalez. That's, I thought he, another one, was going to be probably the best DB. I thought he was the best DB in the draft. Um, he flashed. You know, a couple tackles. Um, still look good to me. Uh, I want to see him against ones and stuff like that, but still waiting on him. DBs are hard to um, gauge in preseason because they're not really doing too much of the stuff that they're going to do in season. Um, but still like the kid. Still think he's going to be the best one out of the bunch. And 
Tyquan Thornton. I was waiting to see what Tyquan Thornton was going to look like coming off the injury and being the threat downfield that the Patriots need. Because he's a guy. He's a speed guy. And he didn't disappoint. A couple good catches um, last night. Looked good. Looked good. So those were my two guys um, that I want to focus on and see what they did. And um, let's go GQ. What you, who, this is your team, so I want to see what, what you thought happened. You muted yourself. So. Let me fix myself. All right. There so you go. What I, what I saw last night, plain and simple, um, is exactly what I thought I would see. You know, the young rookie that we just drafted, flashing, flashing a little bit, but give him till about midseason. Belichick will have him right. I'm not concerned about him. Um, mm -hmm. He didn't – I mean, I know he didn't play a lot of snaps last night anyway, but it was still worth noting that, you know what, he still, he still looked good. He's still eventually going to be that guy that you're going to be like, all right, do I really want to test this guy? Because he does have very good ball-hawking skills. He really does. He's got a nose for the football. So, like I said, halfway through the season, when he starts really going up against these 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 type A alpha receivers, we're going to really see what he looks like. Um, on the flip side of that, um, C.J. Stroud looked exactly how I figured he would look. Kind of, oh, he was kind of mid, but I only yeah. say, and I'm not saying that as a slight to him. It's just that's rookie quarterbacks don't fare well against Bill Belichick. Don't matter if it's a regular season, the preseason, the any season. Rookie quarterbacks just don't fare that well against a Bill Belichick defense. That's just the history. It speaks for itself. Only two rookie quarterbacks had some kind of success against him, and that says a lot about Bill Belichick, the coach he is. So, comes some of his throws. I mean, he only I think he only played like maybe a couple series at best, and but yeah, it was only like, like two or three. It was like three. Now, um, hold on, I took a. I did take a note. Three, me and uh, me and three, me and Mulage, me and Mulage was talking about it. Uh, where was it? Yeah, Dell. Now Dell is the guy. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. the biggest takeaway from this, that game was watching Dell. I had. I didn't. I knew he was good. I know he was that good though. Like I know it's the mm. preseason, but he he shows some shit where I'm like, hey man, he might actually have a major role coming up down the down the pipe. Like he looked really good. And yes, I know it's preseason and people get the re, you know the hype of the you know it's just preseason. Listen, if you're good, you're good. Point blank. Don't matter what when you play. If you're good, you're good. That dude is gonna be a baller when the season starts. He he is. Give him like I said, give him a couple weeks too. And when he gets really gets his feet wet. He's going to be somebody we're talking about again when we start doing this film breakdown when the season kicks off. I, I can guarantee that much for sure. And the same with mm -hmm. C.J. Stroud. He, he will get better. He's, he's, he's young. He's got a, the, the only issue he has right now is something that Colin Cowherd goes back to a lot, and it's young rookie quarterbacks with defensive head coaches. That's the only issue that C.J. Stroud is going to have is that he doesn't have that offensive mind to help mold, his over, mold all his tools together because D'Amico Ryans is a defensive head coach. That's not a slight on D'Amico Ryans. That's just the way it's set up. And the first time I heard Collins, I was like, that sounds stupid. But then you go back and watch, and you're like, you know that that makes way more sense than I thought it did. Because defensive coaches don't have the same mindset to run an offense. They just don't. Off, that's why a guy like that, that – no, it's true. Like, they don't that's because they're more, they're more focused on the defense because that's their, that's their home. Bill Belichick did a really good job with the offenses and stuff that he had being a defensive minded head coach. Bill Parcells. He, he doesn't. He, those those two don't count. I was just gonna say you, you can't name anomalies. You though. can't just like, yeah. Like we, those are two coaches who conformed and and molded and continue to grow with the changes in the game. Exactly. But like those are, are those two coaches who are yeah, th yeah. Those guys don't count. They're on a fucking pantheon of coaches that some coaches will never even sniff the shoes of. I mean, Mike Tomlin. I mean, even though he was a receiver, 
but say, he's, Mike, he's considered he's considered a defensive guy. Okay, he I is. can understand that point, but I, Mike Tomlin again is an anomaly because it that is, man has I mean, never but, had a losing season with every no, single pass yeah, roster. But he's, he's also had. he also hasn't had a rookie quarterback until last season. He's had stability at quarterback when he took over that job. There was yeah. stability minus I mean, the injuries that the Big Ben had. He had a he had a stable quarterback, so he didn't. Now now we're now we're really seeing how good Mike Tomlin's going to be with a now sophomore quarterback. Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. showed some flashes last year. He wasn't bad. He wasn't terrible. Yeah. He could. True. I mean, he was. A, it was a I mean, it was the rookie. He was the rookie. Yeah. I mean, the rookie quarterback was the one who got them exactly. So, there, but there's still room for him to grow. Like you know, you yeah. got that. He's got of all the all the younger quarterbacks. He's got a a better supporting cast than most. Oh, definitely. Like he actually, he's got oh, some oh, speed. Easy, easy, I love, easy. I love Pat Fry. I love Pat Fryermuth. Like I'm a big fan of the Deontay Johnsons. Like they have, he's got good, reliable weapons around him to be really but good. That's what, but so that's the, that's that the formula. Oh yeah. I mean, I think to me, that's the form. If you're gonna, that's why I'm very. I hate that established teams. Like I think the Aaron, like the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. The Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes mold that always works. It it's, it hasn't failed yet. Well, we're gonna find out with Jordan Love this year. Yes, we are. I really think, I, but I, I think no, the Packers listen, are gonna not, be. Very, I don't I, think he's bad. I, I just we're gonna see if that trend continues with Green Bay specifically because well, they've, had have, stability, they've had stability at quarterback for a long time, a very long time. But then the, the quarterback ahead of him has to also want to want to groom the kid behind him. Well, clearly they did not. Well, neither of those two guys wanted to groom the other, so. <laughs> so we'll but we'll see. Tom will tell. Um, Tom I, know we've got some, I know we've got some preseason games on deck tonight, too. Um, from my understanding, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see who all was playing, but I think the Ravens are up tonight. Uh, I know it's like four. Yeah, I think it's three or four games. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of games yeah. tonight, so it should yeah. be really there's good. Game, yeah, there's games every day until Sunday, like, which is yeah, weird. Yeah. I've never – Seen them do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday games because they're which is fine. I'm all I'm here for the football. I'm, so I'm definitely so here. We, okay, so we got Atlanta, Atlanta at Miami, the Giants at Detroit, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh at Tampa, Washington Commanders in Cleveland, Denver and Arizona. So yeah, got a lot of games today. Mm-hmm. Those are all today. Like, like we'll the first those games all start at six, so those games are all on different channels, basically, because there's no way all yeah. six of them games are going to be on at the same time and nobody can watch them. I think it's just local. I think it's just local time, whatever the home game is. I find out when we get off the pod, and I go check it out. Go give me a little right. film. Go give me a little film study. Yep. That's um, yeah, we'll get to Tyreek Hill because he put out his top five wide receivers of all time, and it was. What'd you say? It was blasphemous? Is that what you? It is very much blasphemous. Yeah, he was he was he was he was drunk off the I mean, when, uh, off the lighter fluid today that day. When his top his top two wide receivers wide receivers of all time was Antonio Brown and Tory Holt. So. I mean, that's just also that's him paying homage to you know one of the old heads. Like I don't I'm never gonna knock somebody for their their top five all time list because it's yours at the end of the day. Like it's crazy. I understand people want to you know leave certain players on these lists, but everybody has a different thought process and they just do. This is true. No, I'm I'm 100. Like, I totally agree. Absolutely. But I don't think like, any list. I don't think you can have a wide receiver list in Jerry. A top five, and Jerry Rice is not on it. That's and that's perfectly fine. I I but but like I said, I didn't have an issue with his list. I I, I actually enjoyed when he said Tory Holt because I'm like Tory Holt's name does not get brought up as much as I feel like it should. Now that Torrey part Holt I can understand. Was a, 
no, I, no a very, he's a very 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 crispy route runner and he didn't he didn't no. really get the credit that he should have got because that man has some sweet feet like that ass has some sweet feet like that man no, can separate. I, I believe all of those wide receivers should be in the hole. Tory Holt's still not in the hole. Yeah, I know that's that's shocking. Still, that Tory Holt that's, hasn't gotten in yet. And the, the film don't lie. That's what's even crazy. The film don't lie. Like yeah. the the way this man and was the numbers separation don't is lie. stupid. No, the numbers are and, the numbers just put the last nail in the coffin. You know, to speak metaphorically. Yep. It's so, just it's we'll just get to that. we'll touch that. Go ahead, Mulitz. What no. you got? But all right, to really kind of give a quick breakdown of this game, CJ Stroud looked. Uh, really uncomfortable. I don't want to say he looked bad because he's a rookie, so I'm going to give him time to grow, but he looked uncomfortable. Um, the O-line didn't really do anything for him, um, like literally at all. Um, they had him in distress a lot. Um, I do feel like he held the ball a little too long on some on a few possessions. Yeah. Um, Could have just let the ball go. Uh, take your first read. It's there. Uh, trust your eyes. Um, and there were a few times where he just kind of just held it just a little too long, bro. Um Release the ball on time, bro. Like just, just, just let it go. I know you. I know it's kind of, you know, got a new kind of look out there, but um, it's it's really the same. You know, trust your eyes and, and and take what they give you. Um, and they were giving him, they were giving him some easy ones. Um, he just, you know, didn't take him. He's trying to go, uh, thinking it was more college trying to go down the field and get that big play instead of just taking what the defense is giving him. So, um, I think he definitely is going to need to improve on that. His uh, footwork in the pocket was definitely questionable. Got really stagnant. Um, you seen that um the problem that he had in college coming out where uh, he didn't really like to use his legs a lot. And that, that was definitely apparent in this, uh, in this game. Uh, he just kind of let his feet uh, die a lot um, compared to Case Keenum and Davis Mills to where they're moving around in the pocket, extending the play. Um, he just kind of trying to focus on using his arm a lot. And uh, he has to get out of that. Um, he's not a slow runner. Uh, he's more athletic than he thinks. So he needs to try to, you know, use that athleticism and use some of that um, elusiveness, uh, mm-hmm. To extend some plays, man. Extend some plays. Make some plays. Better be the quarterback. Uh, take control. Be more comfortable in yeah. the game. And the, the flip side of that, though, too, is yes, there were there were a lot of openings underneath, but that's by design. Yeah, definitely. Blue Belichick <laughs> defense will let you throw that ball five to seven yards, one hundred percent. All day. They're gonna stick. They're gonna stick you right there. And mm-hmm. eventually he's going to catch you napping and you're going to think that window open. And here comes his linebacker that's going to snatch that ball out there and take off down the other side. That's true. But, but that's, the, but, that's, the, that's the part of a quarterback that you have to understand is if they're going to give it to you, take it. Yeah. And that's, and and that's the learning process, under- right? Like that's the yeah. learning curve right. of being that quarterback. It's like, okay, they're going to give me that. I got to take that now to where they might not give me that later, but something else might pop or this might work later. Yeah. So it's uh-huh. just a learning process. And I know he's going to get a lot better at it. And I trust, um, I trust the process. Um, Houston, I, t- I trust Amico as far as he's going, as, as far as development goes. Um, he had a really solid rotation as, um, as far as defense, he kept a lot of his defense players fresh. I think that's why the Patriots yeah. offense never really caught a rhythm. Um, I was looking more at um, John Meshi the third. I wanted to see how he came back to the field. I know he missed a lot uh, last season uh, coming back from uh, cancer. So we uh, we see you. Uh, gl- great to see oh. you back in the field. Um, was looking at him just to try to see how he was kind of um, taking the field, how the field kind of acclimated it, uh, acclimated to him, uh, just how comfortable he was back in pads and. Um, back in a, a, a fast moving kind of fluid motion like that. And he looked really well. I think the the more he goes on uh, the lot, uh, just the better he he's going to get, the more flourish he's going to get a lot more comfortable. He's going to get Uh tank. Dale definitely gets my, um, he gets my, he gets some credit for me because he looked very, 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 very good. Uh, the boy can fly really, really solid hands, super yep. sticky. Um, 
really, really solid routes as well. I know he's young. He's a young guy too. So the, just the ceiling for him is crazy. Um, yeah, definitely somebody to consider for um for future dynasty of picks for sure. I was gonna say definitely that's somebody, somebody. That's definitely like, somebody you would want to stash on the taxi. Mm-hmm. Might, even make, it might even make an impact this season. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, yeah, you, yeah, you heard what I said. I'm always researching. Yeah, baby. yeah, I'm always. You know what I'm saying? I'm I got that book. You know, um, white boy is ready. Look, the Patriots look like the Patriots to me. Um, their defense looked really strong uh, at first. Um, but um, you could tell as the, the Houston Texans started going in, um, they started to take out some of their uh, second strings. Um, the Houston Texans, they start going, just start, start getting on a little um, – Yeah. On a little, um, Needless to say, our depth could not handle the, the switches. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Right. They started to get but on a little okay. rhythm. And, but um, that's, I don't, but I, I, don't, I don't expect anything less. I know oh, as yeah, the no. season progresses, that defense is going to keep doing what it's doing. That defense definitely. is still going to finish as a top 10, possibly top five defense this year. Oh, absolutely. They, they're going to they're be no in contention. They'll be in contention with, uh, with Philly for the, the sack leaders this year. I can definitely see that. Judon, already, Judon killed it last year, double-digit sacks. Um, so we, sh- we should still be able to produce plenty of, of sacks. I, what I want to see from the Patriots defense in totality is I want to see more takeaways. We were in the we were in the up we were in the upper twenties last year for takeaways. I would like to see us come down to about twelve to thirteen. We come down to twelve to thirteen on takeaways. Now we're now we're changing the game, but right now you can't be yeah. in the upper twenties in takeaways and think you're going to be successful. It's not going to work. Yeah, that's, that's not true. a Belichick thing. We're typically anywhere from top ten to no lower than thirteen, fourteen as far as takeaways go. But we also been trading away some of our better corners like the whole i'm still salty about the jc jackson thing i'm like still hella salty about that because if we'd have had jc jackson and then we just drafted christian gonzalez shit man get out of here that's a nasty one-two punch right there goodness gracious yes like but you know i digress yeah you'll get it it'll it'll come um move on to game two seahawks vikings um i am a big component i'm a big fan of kobe bryant I am waiting for him to emerge. Um, I thought him and Sauce in college were dope. I think they're going to be dope as pros. Sauce clearly took off first, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah, but Kobe that's, that's kind of it's kind of by design, but right. yeah, yeah. But uh, but Kobe like, Bryant is coming. He's he's coming. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't have a lot of takeaways from this game. The game honestly was kind of boring. If I'm that's, why, that's why I just say like, that's why I just say, will, I, I say that. What I will say is I, I enjoyed watching Seattle's defense flying like they were flying. They absolutely mm-hmm. was flying because that, that that shot on third down was a nasty little hit. Like they already that's already been tagged as is a Legion of Boom back. I was like, that was a nasty hit though. Like it was pretty. It was a textbook mm-hmm. hit. But I was like, all right, Pete Carroll got these boys in preseason hitting like they midseason. I was like, that's that's a great sign. That was probably the biggest takeaway for me from that game was that Seahawks defense for sure. They looked really right. good for it being preseason. They looked well under. They looked under control. They didn't buckle under any kind of pressure. They they kept the pressure on. They they did get a, they 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 hustled the quarterback quite a few times last night, and that was those are all good signs to see. And they definitely were very very fluid on tackles. Like I did not see a lot of missed tackles, and that's normally that's a Pete Carroll staple. They don't miss a lot of tackles. Say, that that, are, that is a Pete Carroll staple. They're, they're always one of the best tackling teams in football, and it was on full display in the preseason last night as well. So. Looking forward to seeing what this Seattle team is going to do. I like I like Seattle. I like the team. Like I just like mm-hmm. the way they're put together. Like you know, I, I still like DK Metcalf. I think he'll finish as a top ten receiver this year. I think he'll finally get back to it. Now that now that Geno's kind of I guess we'll say settled in is the right way to go about it. 
there is film out there on him now. So he's we're going to see how that translates. But I do think DK gets back to putting that type of production up that we saw before with Russ. Um, we'll see. Hopefully health doesn't play a factor for Tyler Lockett because that was a big hit for them last year, losing him. Now, the problem you're running into now is your top two running backs are also both injured, one with the groin and one with a uh, upper body injury of some kind. So you're not mm-hmm. you may not even have Kenneth Walker for the first couple games. I believe he had a groin injury, which is not yeah. what, what you want as a running back is anything in the groin whatsoever because of all the impact. So I don't expect to see Kenneth Walker for the first really and truly, truthfully, three games. If he wants to get fully healed, you're talking about six to 12 weeks for a groin to be as close to fully healed as possible. But you don't know because he's got time. He might make it. He might make, he yeah. might make it because he's, he's got time now. He does. And, and I'm glad that it happened re- when it did. The rehab. But mm-hmm. the problem is if you try to rush it back and you re-aggravate that injury, now you're talking about a grade two as opposed to a grade one, which could take him out a lot longer. So you've got to right. be careful because he's a running back, which means a lot of high-pressure movement, a lot of foot in the ground, a lot of impact on them upper legs. Like people don't realize how important your groin is until you until you mess it up the first time. Like even trying to yep. sleep on that side, your groin will, will wake you up. Which is crazy to me that you would think, in the off season, yep. you're doing the proper you're stretching. About something doing... that's literally, literally this long. The groin is that long, and when you can pull the shit uh-huh. out that accordion, and that accordion mm-hmm. will not up and fuck you up. Like there ain't a ma- look. I did that to myself when I was uh when I was when I was deployed to Africa. I was training, I was training on the turf field, and then we started playing football. And a one little hip move, uh, got that knot in my groin. I was messed up for six months. I healed up, went right in time for the Army Navy flag football game. Like, that was the first time I felt 100% was that the day of the game. Wow. Like, yeah, that groin is no – and I'm, like I said, I'm a track and field athlete. So, like – Yeah, the groin is a, part of the reason why I had to stop running track because my stride is abnormally yeah. long. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Crazy, crazy. Like, I, I generate a lot of power. So, when my turnover and I touch – it's a lot of strain going all the way up my leg, and it's it's a lot. When when I had my surgery, they, my my surgeon he broke it down. He was just like, "Yeah, if you want to never tear anything again, and that just doesn't mean your knee, I would suggest you 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 take your your leg training a lot more seriously than you had before." And oh yeah, yeah, um, it's been ten, ten or twelve years since I tore anything before. So yeah, I've been go. I've been fortunate knocking on wood. I've, like I said, I'll be thirty four next week. I ain't had no significant injuries that I've had to have surgery on but had a few nicks and bruises though i definitely got those well all right so um we opened up the show with suckers um we're going to move uh to the middle of the show with um more just a, just a quick point yeah. i wanted to point out that um jordan addison looks really really good Oh yeah, that's my. I, I he's my guy too. I like. I had to. Uh, I have to give him his 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 shout out because uh, his routes look very very crisp. Separation look absolutely great. Footwork look great. His hands are sticky. The man has some really great hands. Some really really solid hands. He had a sideline catch that they took away from. That really should have been a really a really good catch. Toe drag swag, as Nate Burleson mm-hmm. would say. Yeah. Okay, and, oh. and he came down with it. That was uh. That hey Jordan Addison is coming up. I think the the, the Vikes uh, receiving yeah. core this year with him and Jefferson, they're gonna be oh, yeah. scared. Addison yeah. is another Speaking one that's of, on that list of uh, of dynasty players to be keeping an eye on. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny that you brought up that. It's crazy how minds work. Um, so part of the sucker shit that was happening on TikTok um, was 
about catches. So I want to ask you guys, when we talk about um, the greatest catches of all time, okay, would you think situation and circumstance play a role in what should be considered a great catch? No. Mm, no? No. Because those moments are... Those moments can happen at any point of the game. It, that shit can happen on the very first play of the game. Somebody makes a, an all-time great, spectacular catch. Okay. Like, there's no, there's so. no true way to like quantify it because like nobody expected Odell to make that catch. Nobody. No. But when he did, it no. was spectacular. Okay. Like, See. Okay. Like, I guess where my thing is, there's a difference between great catch and an amazing catch. Okay. So we're Odell's talking catch here below. Yeah, so I'm saying Odell's catch was amazing, 100%. 100%. But when you're down by 20, I can't really consider it a great catch. Um, case in point, I know, and I'll give you context behind this. One of the guys who was, I think his name was Karen. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name. But I'm going to clip this shit up for him. Um, he did his top 10 all-time NFL's greatest catches of all time, top 10. Hmm. Two of the catches weren't catches. And when I say they weren't catches, they were negated by penalties. Did he try to say one of them was DeAndre Hopkins' catch? That wasn't two DeAndre, two DeAndre one, Hopkins. The one, so the one, probably the one against the Miami Dolphins that he caught underneath his leg, but he was out of bounds. Yep. And then the one he caught one handed um, on the sideline. I forgot, what, I, forgot who, 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 I forgot who it was against. And I was did like, bro, the, you did, can't he have the, did he have the Hail Murray on that on that list? Now that was a hell of a catch by DeAndre Hopkins. That was a catch. That wasn't even on the list. Get oh, the fuck God. out of here. That catch is oh, that catch is better than both of those you just named. I was gonna say that yeah, was the best, man, best man catch. Out, he outjumped three fucking defenders. Three people. And, and he had his, here. his hands were above those guys' heads. Literally he yeah. that motherfucker. One, like if you look and, at the slow-mo of that catch. His head is sitting on top of Brad's head. He just said, thank you. I appreciate What's you. What's even crazier is the next-gen stat said that had a 0.25% chance of being a catch. Literally. But that's, that, is one of the most, but that's, that is one of the greatest catches you'll ever see in football. And that's what I mean by doesn't situation matter. You know what I'm saying? It matters if, it like, matters if the catch was negated. You know, and then it's like, and it's like <sighs> we talked about the San Antonio Holmes catch. Okay, crazy. We're back on this one. Very hard, very ill catch in the Super Bowl, toe tap, all of it. Like, it's very, but every, and I'll tell you why. His list, everybody who caught a pass on his top 10 list, it was one handed. So, what so I'm saying lying. is, one handed catches are the best catches that, are, that anybody can do. That's what I, and that's, put, what I, that's exactly what I put in the comments. I definitely call cap on that. Because there are plenty of two-handed catches that are just as good as these one-handed catches, depending on which circumstance you want to look at. And that's and that was that was my point of it when I, I said what you said. I was like, so basically, you're saying a one-handed catch makes it one of the greatest catches of did all time. Did he have the? Crazy. Did he have the Tyler Lockett catch in the Super Bowl against the Patriots? Because that motherfucker was falling on the ground what and I'm caught saying. that big off his foot. Like, I don't believe he had that one. Like the amount of concentration that play took, he kicked it off his foot and caught that bitch on the ground. In the, the Julian Edelman catch, the Julian Edelman catch no. is the greatest, the greatest catch I've ever seen that in the Super Bowl. Point blank, right. that, that's the that greatest was, catch no, in the Super Bowl I've ever seen. Because that, that wasn't was on there. 
No, I was, that wasn't that crazy. That's gonna. That's an all-time catch. I don't give a fuck. Even if Bro. I wasn't a Patriots fan, that is an all-time catch because I was the, the he. I was he rooting have, against Tom that whole game. Yeah. Dude, and this man. Bro, first of all, it. I had to apologize on social media live. I ain't even gonna lie to you, like on Twitter and Facebook, because I've, I'm what I tell you, I was, I was slandering Tom Brady the whole game. Like Tom, I know you ain't gonna go out like this, dog. And he, I, when I tell you, I literally added him, mentioned him on Twitter. Like, damn, yeah. I'm sorry, I'll shut up now. If Julian Edelman doesn't make that catch, they lose the Super Bowl. They lose that fucking game because that right there was the one of the bigger momentum swings of that whole game. But let's talk about it from a difficulty standpoint. Let's 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 put our coaches' hats on here for a second. Let's talk about this from like this. If Julian Edelman does not have a 99 Madden rating style eye-hand coordination, that catch never happens. Because nope. you have the wherewithal, first of all, you're not even standing up. You're falling down. That ball was a sneeze away from touching the ground. And you, when I say you had, everything had to be perfect for that to work. And he literally pulled it up like, I mean, I've never seen somebody just be like, eh. like, that's a once in a generation catch. No one's gonna like, replicate that anytime. That's, we, you can't. We, we'll be in our seventies when somebody else does this shit again. I don't even think that shit was unbelievable. Because, I don't even think mind it's you, possible to redo. But I still think that catch on the biggest possible stage, like that that catch right there for that's, me is one of the few that surpasses the helmet catch because the helmet catch is phenomenal. But that catch right there, so many ways that could have went wrong. Oh, that could have a, a defender could have kicked that ball. As soon as Julian and Magada, they could have punched the ball, like all these things, and he was falling. So he could have just fumbled. He could have just exactly. run and fell. Like there are like 90 different things that could have happened to ruin that play. And he made that catch. And this is why I say don't circumstance matter. And that what make Justin Jefferson's catch against the Bills. That was a nasty like, one, too. It wasn't on his list. Shit, was Stephon Diggs catch on that list against the Saints? What? Nope. How? What was going on here? That was that's why I said that was a hell of a catch by Diggs. Diggs had to climb the goddamn ladder to bring that ball down, and mm -hmm. still had to get on the ground and take off running and score. To's catch, I guess I think it was To's catch against the. I don't even think y'all can see this, bro. But what is when like? He, come on, he had to dive over through. That's the thing about so, it. I'm looking at this right now. So he had he to have, dive against yeah. another person over another dude. And then mm -hmm. land on three of them. Hold on to the. Did he yeah. have? Did he have any of Randy Moss's catches on there? He had the. He had the easiest. He had the one where he only one I would get. I was laughing because it was he beat Darrell Revis on it. Um, when he was on the Patriots, when he caught it with one hand, yeah. I was like, but that yeah, was the easy catch. So, but that was the easy so, catch. But he was that. open so, off the so, line. But no, so there's another catch that Randy Moss had with the Patriots in the snow. Where he didn't have that handed. One. Didn't have that. He one. caught that mother. He tipped it back to himself and snagged the hole in one hand. There was yeah, a catch that he had. Randy Moss had a lot of one-handed catches with the Patriots. Like he has some yeah. stupid plays. And there's some catches that Gronk had that could even make this list. Like Gronk got a couple of one-handed snags where he's getting tackled on the ground and he snags that fucking ball. Yeah. Hey man, do better. I don't like there's your a catch. Do better. There's a catch where Randy Moss literally catches it with his damn knees. When he was on yeah. the Raiders, yep. like I, do, I remember his that. knees jumped up and he was getting, first of all, he was getting past interference, jumped up. Both his hands are to the side. He jumped up and squeezed that motherfucker with his <laughs> legs. And that, right. 
But this is like this, this is this, this, this TikTok right now. Send me this TikTok. Like, send me okay. wherever you see this, and I'm finna like, decimate you even, it. Like, you don't care. even have the you don't even have the one the, the the catch from the Steelers from back in the day could make this list easily. The Steelers so, lose oh, the, um, he don't make the, the Franco Harris. Yeah. The Franco the Steelers Harris. Lose, the the Steelers literally catching. lose that game if he doesn't catch that, and he barely yeah. caught that ball. If First you go of all, back and look, he barely caught that ball. Like if he wouldn't have stopped, if he wouldn't have stopped, he wouldn't have caught that ball. He let's had really to stop it. moving because he had to catch that between his Speaking legs. Of which, let's really talk. Let's let, let's really talk about this. Let's really talk about this immaculate reception, right? Because I've watched this play so many goddamn times. I right? do, dude. You see how many plays it could have went wrong? Oh Everything. my gosh, bro! Like that just like what? the Julian Edelman play. There's so many things that could have gone wrong that didn't. I was so upset because everything that should have gone wrong didn't go wrong, and like the hit oh. that dislodged it, I was yes. like, "Oh, game over." Oh, game over. Mm-hmm. And then here come Franco then, Harris out of nowhere, and he scooped that motherfucker off the turf like it was a rabbit in the middle of the street. Just, ah, come on. And he just got – and the cold part about it is – this is the cold part about it. Franco was never known for speed, but that At man all. was moving. <laughs> that man said, okay. this going to be my only chance. Oh, he said, I'm running a 4-2 flat no, Franco, and you not catching me. No. Franco stayed in the end zone. Speaking of Franco Harris, um, people was kind of upset um, going back to TikTok. That I said I could name sixty running backs better than Frank Gore. Yeah, I seen that. They yeah. were there. They were high. Oh, 60, oh, six, like six zero. Yeah, were- mind you, right now at this present moment, without being really ignorant, I'm at fifty two running backs that I would take at fifty two. When are you going to post that on TikTok and just break it into like six parts? Yep, I'm ready. That's oh like yeah, six I'm, a, I'm- with the content right there. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, this is why I'm, I'm doing it right now. So when I do clip it up, when I say I, I'm at 52, like, I think I can get to 60. I mean, there'll be, of course, there's going to probably be about four or five that people really want to argue with me about, but I'm solid on the 52 right now that you can't argue. I like it. I like it. Give me 10 of them. Like, so, 10? Yep, I need to hear 10 right oh, now. Barry Sanders. We can, we can clip this up and put this on the, on the TikTok. 10. Barry Sanders, Jim Brown. Marshall Falk, LaDainian Tomlinson, Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson, Eric Dickerson, Walter Payton, um, Adrian Peterson, OJ Simpson. Yeah, those are all automatic. That, that was literally the easiest 10 in the history of 10. Yeah. I know you can give me 10 more, but we'll save it for later. All right. That was good. That no, was yeah, yeah. I, I give you 10. That's a solid 10. Oh, yeah, that was a great 10. I, I had no arguments for me. That was a, that was a great 10. Yeah, I just wanted to hear yeah. it just, uh, just for uh, okay. yeah, social media purposes. Yeah, there's another 40 like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this because this is like burning a hole in the Niner fans community right now, and I'm I'm absolutely yeah. ecstatic. Mind you, losing mind you. And pulling their hair out. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I was going to – mind you, I, did a, I was going to do a list of the 49er running backs. That were better than Frankel. You can do that too. I got at least, I got at least four or five of them. Damn, I can say that. I can probably honestly say that. Cause so you know, yeah, no, I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you know, Roger Craig, Roger Craig, yeah. Ricky Waters. Yeah, I can run them. Yeah, that's so. Oh. Honestly, but um, okay. Where was we? Oh, suckers. Back to the suckers. Back and my heart and soul, my you know team I grew up rooting for uh, since I was a youngster. 
my Washington Commanders. A lot of chatter going through training camp that, you know, practice is too hard. I like He's it. doing too like much. We talked about this last week, and we said today's players is off. I um, mean, where's the lie? You have to tighten it up. Like, your offense was trash last year. It could have been way better. The reason why their offense was, you know, the team kind of struggled because the offense was missing something. And then you bring in a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who comes, how many Super Bowls does Eric Bieniemy have? Two. Two? Yeah. Yes. More than they got. More than they got. And his offense nobody is. On that, nobody on that team was there when the Commanders won their last Super Bowl. Mm-mm. And no, he's operated. He's operated one of the best offenses in the NFL for since he's been in Kansas City. So if I mean if you if your ears ain't wide open and your eyes ain't big, you you shouldn't be there. Then you have a problem because you, you got a guy coming in a, with that kind of resume. Like even if he's simply a part of oh, he, but he but Andy Reid really was a mastermind. But Eric Bieniemy ran the offense with the exactly. input of Andy Reid. There's a difference there. That, Andy Reid, yeah, and I'm going to put the game plans together, but Eric Bieniemy ran the offense quite literally. Like, let's, not, let's not forget this. Like this is not me us making shit up. Like they've talked about this. They collaborate right. on the playbook, but Eric Bieniemy runs the offense. And if Andy yeah. Reid sees something, he's like, "Hey, let's do this because this is what's going on." It's a collaborative effort. So there's right. nothing that there's nothing going on in Washington that I'm upset about whatsoever because these players need not one thing. Like, yeah, and I'll get a shady McCord in a minute. Yeah, but so my problem is this: when a new, when a coach, a successful coach at that, goes to a team that's mediocre, mm-hmm. and they have a loser's mindset, which is exactly what Washington has is a loser's mindset because they don't want to put the work in. They don't want to put the exactly. work in. But you have to put the work in. If you win, it's because you worked your ass off. It's not because some coach who been winning Super Bowl showed up and just gave it to you. That ain't how that shit worked. You got to grind. You got to put the work in. You got to sweat. You're going to be pissed off because guess what? All the prior coaches ain't done shit for you because ain't, it ain't worked. Yeah. You ain't yep. even sniffed a champ. You ain't sniffed the NFC championship in a very long time. Yep. Tyreek Hill sent out a tweet after all this came out and said, y'all will be better for it. That's all he said. 100%. Like, but I mean, when is the last time Washington was in the second round of the playoffs at this point? It's been a while. Yeah. Like, it's the thing about it is my biggest issue is this one. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. There's nobody. There is nobody on that field that has the right to say anything to Eric Bianchi. Shut up. Hey, God damn it. That is perfect. Shut up. Shut up. We we don't care. I mean, at the end of the day, bro. At the end of the day, bro, all I hear is a girl, a whole bunch of grown ass men bitching about how hard fucking practices right practice that's is it. supposed to be fucking hard bro practice is supposed to be hard so the game can be easy that's what my coaches tell me all the goddamn time so i mean we, if you're gonna sit up there and bitch and moan about how hard practices are about how hard a certain coach is going bro we had one coach specifically that a quote-unquote nobody liked right but everybody respected him for it mm-hmm. that's that's just how that's just how that's how winners that's how winning is done but that's how winning is made that's how championship environment championship uh, mold. That's how that shit is made right there in the trenches day from day one. A coach getting on your ass because he see you half ass and that the other coach wouldn't have fucking got on you about. But he going to get on you about it because he wants to win. That's how important it is to him. And if it's not that important to you, you probably shouldn't be there. That's you probably know. You probably in the wrong place. You're, in the you're wrong probably place. in the wrong spot. Because, 
you know, I mean, and I hate, I'm going to get to Shady McCoy and what he said about Eric the Enemy and yada, yada, yada. Now, he has the axe to grind with Eric, with Eric the Enemy because of his time in Kansas City. But I hate this notion, and it's going through sports a lot lately, that you can't talk to players like that. Like, first of all, this is a bigger issue that I have in general with us as, you know, when I say us, I mean black people, because it's majority us. We have a problem with authority. And we think because someone makes more money that you have to deal with them a certain way. No. Respect is earned. And when you're on the football field, uh, the offensive coordinator, the head coach, the defensive coordinator, they're there for a reason. They're there to push you. They're there to make you better. So, and my uncle used to tell me this all the time. I don't treat everybody equally. I treat them fairly. Because the way I treat you is not how I'm going to treat him over there. But I will treat you both fairly. And too many of these players nowadays, they get, because they're million, multi-millionaires, and you, oh, you can't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And he's supposed to talk to you like that. Because he's trying to get something out of you that you are not willing to take out yourself. You know what? Do you, do you know what? Because um, I know a lot of I know a lot of young players that struggle with this, right? I call it um, I call it bitchitis because at the end of the day, yep. you sound like a bitch to me. But this is the cool. thing, right? This is the thing I really don't like, right? Because a lot of people feel like because they're in a certain not even and it's and it really it's really has nothing for me. It has nothing to do with status or money. It's just they feel like because they're in a certain position of life or because of a certain way that they were raised that. They don't have to listen to a certain type of authority or when they hear certain types of things that may be critiquing or maybe uh, that may criticize them. They don't like it because they weren't they weren't used to hearing it. And I have a problem with that. Right. <clears throat> I always say. Somebody never told you that you was dumb before, huh? And that, and when I say that, I don't mean like actually dumb. I just mean right. like the shit that you're probably doing is fucking stupid and nobody's ever told you that before right and i i I get it right because that can come off kind of harsh but a lot of the times in this world a lot of fucking people need to be told that the shit that they're doing is dumb as hell straight up like there's no sugarcoat and i'm not gonna come up and oh my gosh you should probably no the shit that you're doing is dumb okay it's it's stupid so we should probably do it this way or work to do it this way so you don't look fucking stupid that's like yeah. that, 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 that. That's how we get it. That's how, that, that. At the end of the day, that's how we get to the top, right? All this sugar coated. I've, I've noticed this, bro. I've noticed this shit, and it's fucking irritating. A lot of fucking people want shit sugar coated to them. They want it sprinkled yeah. right on top, and no, that's not how the real world works. That's not how football works. Okay, if you suck, you Especially suck. Football. Constructive yeah. criticism is a good thing. It literally that's how is. you get better. It, that's how you have to get better. If it's you a part suck, of growth, you suck. It's now, 100% of it. Uh, how about you buckle your chin strap and get the fuck rolling? Thank you. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, bro, you either work hard and get better or you get your ass off the field and let the next person behind you step up. But at the end of the day, right. all this bitching and moaning and crying and all this stuff like that, bro, like, that's that's weird to me, bro. You know what you signed up for. Football is a hard fucking game. Somebody's going to be in your ass and on your ass 24 fucking 7, as they should be. Because this is not only not only do people want to win, you're this is people's livelihoods. This is people's jobs on the line. Money, but, you know, what? like 
I, of course I, 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 I listened to a conversation and um, what Shady McCoy said, Eric the enemy needs to stop with that old school shit because these new players aren't like that. And it goes back. I listened to another. I listened to a conversation, and what happened? What one of the people had said was, players these days act as if them playing in professional sports is a right and not a privilege. They do. Yep. 100%. And that's the way. And that's the way that they treat it. And I think we need to really. We have to self-correct that. Like this is, bro. Like. You know how dope it would be to be a professional athlete? You're lucky. You get you're lucky you beat the odds. Literally. You beat all the odds. And especially, and this is the thing, right? To go back to the point about black people, right? Especially you, especially y'all, bro. Because the odds are already against y'all a lot, right? And we understand mm -hmm. that as black folks, the odds are already against you, right? You mm -hmm. defied and beat all of those odds. And got to the top, got to the, got to a place where most people can't even fathom a being, bro. Making most, mo making money that most people can't even fathom or can't even think about having or dreaming of touching. And y'all wanna, y'all, y'all wanna. Most people fuck it off for something stupid, right? Most people, most people do do exactly what Mel said. Take advantage of it and, and think it's a fucking right instead of an actual privilege. It's like, bro, do you know how lucky you are? You don't understand how lucky you are, bro. You can, yep. your ass can be right back in the trap. With moms and dads and brothers and all the stuff like that, niggas sell, eating off food stamps and going to McDonald's every single fucking day, scraping off nickels and dimes and pennies just to get your your next meal. Right? You are lucky, dog. Take advantage of that shit. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. Yes, it may suck in some aspects, but at the end of the day, yeah. are you probably gonna be happy for it? Right? But when the championship comes, the All Pros come, the Hall of Fames come, the extra money come, the endorsements, you gonna happy? You gonna be happy about that? Right? So I would suggest putting up with a little bit of torment for a whole bunch of reward, bro. Like the reward but is always the, bigger than, than, the, than the work for a reason. The thing that kills me, the thing that bothers me the most is that you bust your ass to get there. So you have to bust your ass to stay there. You don't get to relax once you get there. It's not how to, you got to work even harder now to maintain the position. The, the, to maintain the position that you worked to get to. That's why a lot of cats Kiwi don't ball. get drafted. There's a mm -hmm. there's a limited number that gets drafted. That's why we we've done a top ten list of the all time like undrafted guys. That don't. Yep. That's a that's a rare list. Like there's not yep. a lot of overall great undrafted cats. Like they're not not the list we just went over. Like mm -hmm. the NFL literally has a limited number of individuals that get drafted. Yep. So when like you get there, there is, there is no, oh, you didn't get drafted. So you're going to go down to triple A, like in baseball, you're going to go down to the G league, like in basketball. No, motherfucker, your ass is either going no. to the CFL, the XFL, the USFL. It was a whole different league. Point blank. Even, that's if that, or you end and up like if you, one. And that's if you, you make, that's if you're you packing make bags. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're packing bags at the grocery store. So like make yeah. it make sense. So, or man, like, you know, or you can end up like Miles Jack and be looking for a trade job. And then, yeah. and then all of a sudden he got a phone call. Yeah, all of a sudden he right. got a phone call. Right. At the end of the day, bro, don't take advantage. Right. Appreciate the work. Understand that yeah, it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be a grind, but appreciate it, dog. Like it's find the beauty in it, man. There's exactly. beauty in the grind. 
exactly there's beauty there's beauty in everything as long as as long as you can find it and at the end of the day i understand like how these young kids are coddled from birth to high school and then as soon as they get out of high school they sit there and they get smacked in the face by life and they don't know what the fuck to do after that but i yep. put that a lot on the parents and on these coaches bro y'all didn't tell them the real and y'all didn't prepare them enough for the shit that they were going to see in the real world, right? Because somebody's not going to agree with them. Somebody's going to gonna, gonna cuss them the fuck out. Somebody's going to tell them some crazy shit that they've never fucking heard. Somebody's going to throw some shit that they've never been prepared, uh, never seen before, and they're not prepared to do. Like, how are you going to make sure that the kids that you have in your atmosphere, the kids that you have, are prepared for that? At the end of the day, yep. because that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an important to me. That's an important part of coaching, right? I'm not just focused on the field aspect of the game. I'm focused on life, dog. Like the, the shit men, I learned. Right? Exactly the shit that I learned on the football field, and not even just on the football field. Just being around my coach in meetings, watching film, weights, whatever the case may be. Just sitting, it, just sitting up, sitting up there talking with him one on one, would will forever be with me. Other than the shit that I actually learned on the field, and I can use that anytime. Right. I still play football to this day. But the life lessons that he told me that he taught me on the field, hard work, perseverance, patience, the shit that I knew that I fucking sucked at. And nobody told me that except him. Right. Nobody was going to get in my face and be like, Devontae, you suck at patience. You suck. You have no hard work ethic whatsoever. You need to you need to get better. You need to take every day, every day to get better. If nobody ever told mm -hmm. me that, I'd probably still be some fucking loser fucking gang member in the street dead or in jail selling drugs somewhere yep people understand coaches and in, in a lot of instances a lot of instances coaches are the fathers that we didn't have literally and you have to and you have to take you have to take those words that come from them use them apply them and let them grow you Sometimes it's not going to be the stuff that you want to hear, but it's the stuff that it's the stuff that is told to you that you don't want to hear. That makes you who you are going to be later on in life. And it's what you need to hear. And that's what you need to hear. It's literally what you need to hear. One of my oh, coaches okay. said this to me and I'll never forget it. He asked me a question, right? Random question. It was literally beginning to practice. Um, maybe like two weeks before playoff started random ass question literally like I swear to god beginning to practice he walked up to me in front of everybody too <clears throat> he was like Devontae, where's your father straight up just like that i was like he's in jail coach he was like so is mine straight like that walked away the next conversation we had he was like you want to know why i asked you that he said because i see a lot of myself in you and the path that you were on prior to Stepping in my office that day was very, very scary. And he understood, right? He understood. I was a menace, bro. <laughs> I was a menace, dog. Straight up. But he understood that. And he knew that he had to he had to take that that time to connect with me on a deeper level. Right. Because a lot of people, a lot of the, a lot of the kids that I grew up around, a lot of the kids that I was around at that time in high school, they came from two parent households. Right. Like I didn't I didn't have that. If I mean he didn't have that. So he knew that he had to connect with me on a deeper level. So sometimes, and I tell my brother this all the fucking time, when coaches say shit, when they do shit, they're doing it on purpose to try to see how you react. And depending on your reaction, is that's that's the that's, that's the type of action that you that you're gonna get from them. That's how he deals with you. Like I in college, my coach did the same thing. I was wondering why he was riding my ass 
for two weeks, riding like, ride me, ride me, ride me, ride me. I'm like, yo, bro. And I just one day I said, yo, I was like, what is the point of all this? Like, what is the point? And he was like, you should never worry about why I'm riding. The day that I stop, that's, that's when you need to work. Every and coach told that me that. always stuck with me. I tell yep. every single coach time. told me that. I was like, the day I stop coaching you up is the day you should be concerned. Literally, the yep. day every single good coach will tell you that it, it, if I'm on your ass every single day, it's because I see greatness in you, I see potential, and I want you to be the best of your best. The day yep. I stop coaching you, the day I stop riding your ass, the day I stop yelling at you, the day I stop looking at you, the day I stop giving you that random ass fucking mean mug that, that you get right fresh out the goddamn locker room. Practice ain't yep. even started. And I'm already mugging you because you're finna do something wrong. The day I stop doing that, that's the day you need the day to I gave up. The day I gave up. But if he's, constantly, day, doing that, if he's up. constantly on your ass, it's because he sees something in y'all. He sees the greatness. And a lot of he's people trying to pull something out. the commanders mm -hmm. have a very sleepy, good roster and they can really make some noise if they had the mm -hmm. right motion and the right coach and the right mentality yep. and eric vandermeen is like hey we got it i'm gonna bro. pull it out you we just have to pull it do out it. yeah. and it's like one way or another it's gonna happen and speaking of sleepy good rosters and not being able to get shit out of them that prescott had a shitty week mm. that's that's <laughs> one way of putting it i ain't gonna lie i feel like that um, shitty weeks in the past uh, um past month and a half. But is but is it Dak Prescott or is it uh Mike McCarthy? What do you guys think it is? I know what I think it is, but I wanna I wanna see what you guys think. I think it's both. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's hundred percent both. both of them. Not even okay. both. Both both of them. Right. Both of them. Both B O P H yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I, just I don't like think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback, and I don't think mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy is a good offensive coordinator. I don't think he's a good head coach or offensive coordinator. I just I don't know what he is. To he's be just honest. a guy who eats who eats beer, drinks beer, and eats nachos. With Jerry Jones. There we yeah, go. That's what I feel. There we go. It's, that's, it's that's for me, it's, and it's if I put numbers to it, it's it's sixty forty, and it's sixty forty in favor of sixty for Dak, forty for the coach. I'm gonna put um, it like that because I'm I'm gonna say seen. We've seen Dak Prescott have success with, with right. even with even if you go back to the previous coach, go back to when he had, when Red was coaching him, he's had success. He's been a, a more of one of the upper echelon quarterbacks in this league, not top five, but upper echelon to say the least. We, we've seen this. Where did it all go? So he's had he's had North Turner and Jason Garrett, right? Yeah. Okay. And then he had Kellen Moore as a coordinator, and Kellen Moore who opened up his whole playbook. And now he's going to do the same thing with Justin Herbert. That's going to be mad. He's had a lot of success as a. He's really had a lot of success as a quarterback. Like he really has. As much as Mel doesn't like him, he has put up good numbers. A yeah, no, no, I believe a, a lot of teams would take a quarterback like Dak Prescott because there are he has some intangibles. He doesn't get in trouble off the field. He's he's a he's a he's a down to earth oh, guy. Yeah. Like with the right system, just, he absolutely could be a damn good quarterback. And I just I just don't. Well, when I say he's not a good quarterback, what I say is I don't believe he's the guy that you want him throwing the ball 40 to 50 times a game. I think he's only he's as, as he's only as effective as the running game is. I'll buy that. In my opinion. I'll buy that. If you can get him down to like not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo with like 18 to 22, but if you get him down to more I think like, 25 to I say 25 yeah, I to say 30. 20, I think 25 to 30 is solid. 
I think there's a lot yeah. of quarterbacks in the league that fall under a specific type, right? Like you have your your superstars, your Patrick Mahomes, you have your 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 early Aaron Rodgers, you have your your Joe Burrows, your Josh Allen's, right? And then you have your you're you're just kind of you're you're kind of I don't want to say game manager because technically every quarterback is a game manager, but every quarterback's a game. I hate that term when they say, "Oh, he's a game manager." Every quarterback have, manages the game. You have your system guys, right? Like your system guys that just work within a system, right? I've always called Nick Foles. He was never a top ten. He was never a really great or or or, or super good quarterback, but he was a system guy. You get him in the right system, right. he's probably going to excel a lot, right? And I think Dak right. is a system guy. I think if you put him in the right system, which sometimes the Cowboys can kind of fluctuate from, but I think if you put him in the right system, like a Jimmy G in the in the in the 49ers or even on the Patriots, you put him in the right system, he's going to flourish, right? Put him behind somebody with a strong or put him behind a strong uh, um, offensive line with the strong running game. Give him some really solid receivers or some really good receivers, really, hopefully some above average receivers, and he's probably going to get you a 10, 11 yeah. win season. He may not take you super you far to the Super Bowl, but that's more to me. That would be more on the coaching, right? Because Mike McCarthy, shit, you call one fucking timeout when you're supposed to. It's y'all yeah. going to the NFC Championship instead of the Niners. Let's let's well, keep it. Let's Dak keep it is a, I think you have to, the thing with Dak is you just he makes bad decisions. That's so you have too. to limit them. You have to limit the amount of times he has to make decisions. I mean, exactly. that's so. That's partially true. He didn't. He he doesn't have a lot of double digit interception years like this past year. That's like an outlier year. Like Dak Prescott is usually like a six to eight interceptions per year type of quarterback. With like upper it's 30s like he's, on touchdowns. Like he's like her cousins. Yeah. It's not a lot of interceptions. It's just when he throws them, they're fucking yeah. killer. Yeah. That, and, and that's yeah. the thing. That's, that's always the thing. Like, like I like yeah. it. I said the same thing about Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Like they're all kind of in the same echelon to me. Right. Like they're not. They're not they're not bad quarterbacks, but they're really they're really good system guys. Like if you get them in a really good system, then they may not win you the big one, but they'll win you some really, really close or really, really tough game that you need. Hey, you need him to kind of make a play now. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's going to come down to you and coaching and some scheme and you're going to have to really scheme up one to really get to cap off this win. But sometimes you can just let them go out there and and, and get you one. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the kind of echelon that that kind of falls into. And they do kind of fumble them themselves, right? They do kind of mess up themselves when they kind of get over a little bit overzealous. You see it with, with the Dax and the Kurtz and the Derek Cars. They kind of start feeling themselves a little bit, get a little overzealous, and probably miss a read and throw a bad interception in the worst fucking time. So, yep. like, it, it, it happens, but there, of course, it's, it's going to happen. Those are the things that are going to happen that you kind of have to live with because they're not a Justin Herbert, they're not a Patrick Mahomes, they're not a, a Joe Burrow, they're not a, a, a even a Josh Allen or, or Jalen Hurts, right? So, like, it's just I'm not going to sit here and say that it's like like GQ said, it's it's all Dak's fault or it's all McCarthy's fault. I would say that it, de- it kind of depends on the situation, and depending on the situation and the game, uh, that's that's kind of where – I'm going to lean towards my blame. Yeah, that's exactly why I said it was 60-40, because prior to Mike McCarthy being there, Dak was, a, was an above-average quarterback. He had he wasn't he wasn't perfect, but he was an above-average quarterback. This is before yeah. McCarthy yeah. got there. His yeah. numbers started to dip when McCarthy got there. That's why I give the 40% to Mike McCarthy, because he yeah. was doing because- just fine with Jason Garrett. Yes, they weren't winning as many games every day, but he's had some double-digit win seasons with Jason Garrett prior to him being fired, but he had a lot of success as a passer. He was a consistent 4,000-yard passer. Like, he always had good receivers to throw to. He had good offensive line. He's had good running backs. Like, he's had everything you want in a young quarterback as far as the weapons around him. 
They just never could maximize it. But that's the curse of the Cowboys. It happened with Tony Romo, too. That's why they stopped having quarterbacks hold the damn ball for the, for the place kickers on the PAT right. because that one play literally fucked the Cowboys out of advancing in the playoffs because yeah. of that flopped-ass play, and we know Tony Romo ain't that fast. Yeah, because if we like, if the Cowboys took a page out of Kyle Shanahan's book, because if Kyle, if Kyle Shanahan had, had Dak Prescott, the 49ers would have won two Super Bowls. Probably. I, oh, hell yeah. I would say that. Like, yeah. Dak is, because I think Dak is exceptional on the bootleg. Oh, absolutely. Right. I think he's, an, that's I think one of he's his an exceptional. That's, that's probably his best mm-hmm. on the move like that. Literally. And like, yeah. He's legitimately they, dangerous on the run because he could throw that. He can throw that. If you let him bootleg left or right and throw into a window, or if you let him keep that motherfucker and beat you to the edge, yeah, he's going to get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Kyle Shanahan, what Kyle Shanahan does is he takes quarterbacks and says, look, get the ball to the playmakers. That's what you yep. do. And that's why just the get the ball like to everybody else. Three, three of the best yards after catch cats on their whole fucking roster. Yep, yep. They got three guys that get it in a heartbeat. And that's what the to me, if you, if the Cowboys want success, get the ball to CD Lamb early. Get the ball to Brandon Cooks early. Run the ball. You have a legit two headed monster in the backfield. Use it. Assuming health, yeah. Assuming health. Assuming health. Because but it, use it, it, it like. If yeah, because if Pollard's not ready, I don't I don't think Vaughn is gonna be ready to step in as the RB one. Uh, like not not that much of a workload. Like I know he was the RB one at Kansas State, but we're talking about the NFL now. Like yeah. we're not talking about college anymore with a, with, a, yeah. with a running a smaller running back. Yeah, I forgot who the um I forgot who they brought in. They brought in somebody. I can't think. Oh no, my back. Ronald Jones ass is on. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't yeah. count. Suspended. Yep. Most of the states. So it might it might it, there's a chance yeah. it could be the Keyshawn Vaughn show. Yeah. You know, assuming I, think, yeah. I don't. I mean, I I haven't seen any. Maybe I missed the report about Tony Pollard being ready to go. I haven't seen anything. No, he's not ready yet. He's not. So he's not ready. It's going to be the Keyshawn Vaughn to the beginning of the year, uh, and that's which why I, the Cowboys which, are also I, which, talking to uh, Leonard Fournette as well. But I like the kid. I like. Him. I mean, I didn't realize he was that small. I yeah. really didn't. I knew he was small. I didn't know he was five five. Yeah, like if I'm oh, if no, I'm he, Dallas, if I'm Dallas, and I can bring in Leonard Fournette, I'm probably going to cut Ronald Jones. If I'm being honest, nine times out of ten, yeah. Fournette's yeah. better. And than the, Fournette's speaking better of running back, back the two. it is. It yeah. definitely is. The Raiders mm-hmm. signed the Raiders signed Damian Williams, which is cool. They I sure like did. That. Yep, smart. I like that signing. That's very smart. Yeah, that's probably the smartest thing these dumbass niggas done did all now, season. Ironically, <laughs> we're talking about running backs and signings. Um, Kareem Hunt's been on the move. He went to New Orleans, went to go visit New Orleans, went to Indianapolis, and went and mm-hmm. it makes more sense for him to go to Indianapolis than it does New Orleans. Because of all this uncertainty around Jonathan Taylor. Well, same thing with um true. But the same thing with the Saints. Because Camaras they, they they have a they have but they're deep at running back. Yeah. They have three Who's running backs back still. They've still got they've got um uh, they have John they, they signed John uh Williams. Yeah, the they got Lions. Jamal Williams and um, they signed oh, okay. and okay. I like Jamal Williams. So. Oh, I like not, Jamal Williams. not McKinnon. Yeah, Jared McKinnon. No, my bad. Latavius Murray. My bad. Latavius Murray they is, is the other running back they have. Yeah, they have Latavius Murray. Like they're deep at running. Okay. Like, so they're, so they're, of, yeah. Yeah, because you got to remember for the for the Colts, you know, Zach Moss has a broken shoulder, has a fucked up shoulder. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor's mm-hmm. out. So it's Deion Jones, I mean, if I'm special Kar- teams guy. I mean, if so I'm the, Kareem Hunt, I go to I go to Buffalo. I don't know if Buffalo Buffalo's deep at running back too. Yep. Everybody hurt though. Not right now, they're not. James Cook and Damian Harris are both healthy. 
Yep, Joseph. Well, I mean, the only person, the only person that's hurt. They lost Naheem Hines, but Naheem Hines wasn't in the rotation as big as he could have been. But Kareem Hunt's better than both of those guys. Well, Zach Moss is still he's on his this on his second year in the league. I would say it's from if I was Kareem, it would. would, I don't know because would you go to the Colts knowing the knowing that situation over there, knowing Kareem Hunt wants to be paid? But he, he's not gonna. He can't. He's not gonna get paid though. Kareem he's not gonna get paid. But that's essentially he, like, he doesn't command the type of contract Jonathan Taylor does. He doesn't have yeah, to no, exactly. match it. He's, but he does. Kareem Hunt's gonna back. get a one year deal. He's gonna he get a one year deal. Like he does, and that I, that was the reason why I was reading the insider as as to why he left the Browns because I'm like, why would you leave a perfect situation? I wondered the same thing as him and Nick Chubb was a nice one two punch. Yes, one of the greatest, one of the greatest one two punches in the league at the time. Like that, it's he's trying to he's trying to he's trying to recapture his time in Kansas City. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, so if you're trying to quote unquote recapture the glory days and I get it, you're still a, you're, you, you still have some juice left, right? Like you're still, you can still be a top back in this league, but as far as being paid like one, I don't think you're going to get that contract anywhere, bro. So he's like, going to prove, he's that, gonna, he's gonna be on the prove it deal first. Yeah. And to me, I'm just like, why would you leave Cleveland and try to go seek more money when you're 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 most likely not going to get it. Like you're you're probably you going to like years. you didn't even give you didn't even give Cleveland a chance to pay you, right? Like you're not even you're not as valuable to other teams as they are to Cleveland. Yeah, like I mean, Deshaun Watson's already taking multiple pay cuts on this contract, and I think like, I think Cleveland gives you a bigger bag than what anybody else is going to give you. Hundred percent, and and fuck around. I think Cleveland going. Cleveland has a good chance of going to the Super Bowl. Cleveland um, has a good chance to be a, a high-seeded playoff team, too, and Kareem Hunt could have been a part of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, if you want to make your money, you make your money with Cleveland. Like, I said the same thing. I said the same thing. Because, like I said, I didn't understand it. And then when I read in the Insiders that he was really essentially looking for more money, I was like, okay, I get it, but I don't get it because nobody's going to give you that type of contract. So you should probably just no. stay where you're at. Right. It'd be like That's that sometime. Stupidity. Speaking of stupidity, the NFL released their final top ten. Yes, they did. I have it queued up and ready to go. Let's look at the stupidity. All right. Starting at number 10, Chris Jones, Kansas City Chiefs. Number nine, Micah Parsons. Number eight, Josh Allen. Number seven, Tyreek Hill. Number six, Joe Burrow. Number five, Travis Kelsey. Number four, Nick Bosa. Number three, Jalen Hurts. Number two, Justin Jefferson, and number one, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. That is your top ten voted on by their peers. Let's make sure we understand that this is by their peers, not by the insiders, right. not by news analysts, by their peers, the people that see these motherfuckers play. Right. Um, so, but I do. I, I did get a little insight into how this voting does happen, how it does work. Um, I do realize that a lot of players don't vote and so the numbers could that be is. a little skewed could be um apparently from what i was witnessing and like listening to different players talk about it when they give you the sheet to talk it's like at the end of practice when everybody's trying to go home so they're just half-assing it for the most part mm. and some of it is oh well i like that's my boy so i'm gonna check him that's my boy i'm gonna check him i don't really like him I don't care how good so what you're saying is. is there's not there's not a lot there's not a lot of bias in this thing. Yeah, they didn't really take they didn't really take this shit serious. So, so looking at this top ten, what's your biggest what's your biggest issue with with this current top ten? 
Niggas gotta stop drinking Bacardi before they vote on top ten lists. They do. I mean, so I just who, I don't. Who's who's here that shouldn't be here? And if you know Bacardi, you know Bacardi is not is not worth no. in the top ten. You're yeah, like who, in this store? in that top ten, who no, shouldn't be in the top ten? Nowhere near top ten. Um, and these it these, was whoever voted on this list. Okay, okay so you said it was Mahomes, oh. Jettas, mm-hmm. Kelsey. Uh, Jalen Hurts is at three. Jalen Hurts was at three. Kelsey, Jalen Hurts. Do you want better? Wow, uh, my screen is ready. Let's go ahead and get it up then. Let's get the screen up there. Okay. Right. Okay. There, you go, there it is. Oh shoot. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. There it is. Um. Okay. If you're asking, no. Um I'm by like I said, and this is nothing against Tyreek Hill. I don't think Tyreek Hill is a top ten player. Um, Chris Jones, great player. I do not believe he is a top 10 player. Michael Parsons, I do not believe is a top 10. Because if you go in top 10 and you don't, if you're going to have a defensive player and you don't have Aaron Donald, that's crazy to me. That's absolutely insane. Remember, Um, uh, we did this list last week. Aaron Donald's number 11. Right. I would not have Chris Jones or Michael Parsons ahead of Aaron Donald. If you want to put I'm Aaron being, Donald at 10. If I'm cool. being honest, I I can I can see the argument for Chris Jones being ahead of him. Ahead of Aaron Donald? Based on last season, yes, because Chris Jones was a a game wrecker, like all the way through the playoffs and made some key plays in the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald was killing on the island. Well, that's like, I'm, not going, I'm not. I'm not going out off of totality. I'm going strictly off of last season. And Chris yeah, Jones but Aaron Donald's record last year. Yeah, but Aaron Donald was playing with nobody, and and everybody on the offense got hurt. Why, not I his mean, fault. Why, why is that? Why is that Chris Jones's fault? Chris Jones did his job, and more. Like I have an issue with Micah Parsons being in the top ten. I don't have an issue with Chris Jones being in the top ten. I could take Micah Parsons out and put Aaron Donald in, but I still would. I would give the slight nod still to Chris Jones over Aaron Donald for this particular list. Me personally. Just going okay. off of last and, season alone. And I still I still believe Lamar Jackson is the top ten player in the league. Yeah, what what we had him. Oh, he was way down there. He was in the like the seventies, wasn't he? Which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, he was in the 70s. Yeah, he was way down there when we looked at that list. Actually, let's Somebody see. drinking lighter fluid. Let's pull up the full list here. Pulling up on another uh Screen here. That's, that's, right. that's really, that's oh, I mean, I is Nick Bosa is Nick Bosa the fourth best player in the NFL? That's a tough sell. All right, here we go. Straight from NFL.com, people, so y'all understand what we got going on here. So we had Devontae Smith, of course, at 100. So we're looking for where we had. Uh, that's right. We're looking for our quarterback here, Lamar Jackson. Like, even with the Nick Bosa situation, like, I wouldn't have put him above Trent Williams. I can see that. Marshawn Lattimore, Hopkins, Aiden Hutchinson, Justin Fields, Tunzel, Zadarius Smith, Armstead. 
I'm pretty sure Lamar was like 77 or something like that. He was in, I'm pretty sure he was in the 70s. It was, he, was, he was definitely in the 70s. He was somewhere low as shit, and it didn't make sense. Yeah, 72. 72. Down 36 spots that's, from last year. That's what it was. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so let's go to where we need to go to, which is 20 through 11. So let's see what we've got. Miles Garrett, George Kittle, Minka Fitzpatrick, 18, Max Crosby, Stefan Diggs, Fred Warner, Trent Williams is 14. That's crazy, man. That's, that's crazy. Devontae me. Adams and Josh Jacobs, 12 and 13, and Aaron Donald was here. Yeah, Aaron Donald was 11. So he's down nine spots from last year. That was that was another pretty bad drop. But yeah, that's, like, but like, yeah, like. The Trent Williams one is interesting. I could see Trent Williams also being in the top ten. Like, I think he means so I don't, much I don't think, to what he does for the 49ers. Yeah. And I just think offensive linemen don't get sometimes get the love and respect they should get. Man, thank you. Because right. they really don't, bro. Like, like I'm just like, like, Jay Williams, like that, that entire top ten list is consisting of like skill guys, skill quarterbacks, players. and a couple defensive guys sprinkled in. Exactly. But like like with Jason. Where's Jason like, Kelsey? I was just about to say, why is Jason Kelsey not in the top ten? But thank I think you. He, I think Jason Kelsey was like number thirty. He was in the thirties, if I remember correctly. And that's and that's ridiculous. To me. I completely agree. We got three or four top five of the of the top five best linemen in the league, bro, and they're not nowhere near the top ten. Yeah, like that's that's crazy to me. Yeah, this that's, is a very interesting top one hundred this this particular year. Like I was kind of like, yeah, Jason Kelsey, thirty seven. That's wild. And, and, they wild. Jaylen, and they have Jalen yeah. Ramsey ahead of him, which I don't agree with. Not going not after, after last, last season. Year. Not after last season. Yeah. Hell not no. After last season. Hell no. He dropped 27 spots, and there's no way he's in front of Jason Kelsey, in my opinion. Not, not Hell no. And then where's I – don't I, don't, I don't think Christian McCaffrey should be ahead of, J, of Jason Kelsey. Like, I don't think so either. Like, he put up his normal stat line. That yeah. was it. That's, no. that, that's a normal Christian McCaffrey season to me. Like, but CeeDee Lamb is not better than Jason Kelsey. No, no, see, I'm I'm not no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that at 34. Like, like I don't I think Matthew Judon is too low. I think he should I be think he should be, he should be higher. Judon should be at least top he should 20. be in the at 10. He should 20. be in the yeah, he should be in the, somewhere between the 10 and the 20s. Because he had, well, 11, 11 and 20. He had 15 and a half sacks for that new that New England defense last year. Only three players had more sacks than him last year. Come on now. Let's let's keep it a buck here. Like yeah, and he's made every Pro Bowl ever ever since 2019. He's made every Pro Bowl. So what just number did Lane last season alone? Lane Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Lane Johnson was. I think he was in the. I think he was in the 30 to 21 range. Chubb, Dexter Lawrence, Jair Alexander, Henry, Eckler. Where is Lane Johnson? Garrett Kittle, Fitzpatrick, Stephon, Trent Williams, Devontae, Josh Jacobs, Aaron. So he's man, he might be a lot further back. That's oh, crazy shit. further back. That's he insane. The, we're gonna see if he in the 40 to 50 range here. That's insane because the man hasn't allowed a sack or a QB hit in over two years, bro. Not to mention he played all of last year. Basically, 41. all of that's wild. He played damn near all of last year with a goddamn torn, not only with a with a torn um with a torn abductor and a torn groin. No this man has no the earning the second highest pass blocking grade at ninety point one amongst tackles. That's crazy. Fifth in his 
fifth in his position's highest offensive grade at 84.8, basically 85. Look at that. One of the most hey. dominant linemen in the game, but he's in his he's in the 40s. He's in the 40s. He's in the 40s. That's, That's right. Make that shit make sense. Yes. He is one spot above Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that and is come on now. That's, me. Yeah, I, I would never be involved in that shit. But all in all, like I said, like there's there's some arguments to be made for the bottom. What about the top of the the top ten? What about the top five? Any issues with the top five? Um, who is in the top five? Mahomes, Jefferson, Hurts, Bosa, and Kelsey. Is Justin Jefferson honestly the second best player in the league? No, I'm gonna say no. But the problem with with this is like most people would put a whole bunch of quarterbacks. And that that would dilute this list. No, but I would I, I but, would put I I would think offensive line. I think like you said, we said it already. Offensive linemen don't get enough credit for the shit mm-hmm. that they do. And it's the offense. The forty nine offense don't work without Trent Williams the way that it does. No, like a lot of the stuff that the Philadelphia Eagles do is based off their center snapping the ball and pulling. And blocking people, people really don't understand the science in pulling. They really don't. To go they from really a squatted don't. a squatted position to exploding out to go catch a catch a defensive player slipping to get your hands underneath his pads and drag his ass away from your offensive player, and having yeah. a phenomenal he, bucket step. Yeah, I said bucket step. He, some of you guys know what I'm talking about, and some of you don't. And he does it on run plays as well as screen. Oh, he's no, he is he is dangerous ridiculous. in the screen game. He is dangerous in the screen. He is knocking heads off in the screen game. So to have I, him, like I can, weird. I can, it's I can crazy. understand taking Justin Jefferson out. I'm cool with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts being in there, especially with those two being the quarterbacks from the Super Bowl last year. You just came from the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I have zero, I have zero that. issue with that whatsoever. Like Justin Jefferson. I'm moving him down. I would move. I would move Kelsey up. I'd move I Kelsey up. I would I'm definitely okay move with Kelsey that. up. He's at number five, but I could. The argument could be made that he could be number three. Move Jalen to number two. Mm-hmm. That's like, what I would do. Mahomes hurts Kelsey, and I would put Trent Williams. Yeah, and I would, Trent Williams. I'll go Nick Bosa, then I'll go Lane Johnson, then I'll go Travis Kelsey. I mean, then I'll go uh, – not Travis Kelsey, sorry. I'll go um, – I'll probably go hmm. – there I'd probably start looking at my defensive players, my, my Chris Joneses, my Aaron Donalds. Like, I just think mm-hmm. this list needs a, a little bit more of a mix. The top ten does. Right. Definitely. It's very off, It's very offensive. So I'm not gonna lie. I want. No, I, I just want so more. Like, I just want more offensive lineman yeah. representation. Like, I so, just feel like they don't get their due diligence, and they need to be. Let's just say fuck it. Let's put let's 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 drop our uh, let's drop our own top tens next week. And I'm with Paris. Here we go. Differences. Let's put our top tens together. I'm, I'm with curious that. Okay. To see how we do that. We can all put our top tens together. We right. Know what the top based off is. of based off of last season. Yeah, based off of last season. Yep. I'm with that. Okay. Yeah. Let's see okay. how we compare to the experts, aka the players. Right. I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. I, I'm definitely yeah. down for that. Um. Oh yeah, now. Um, right. You want to go through some of these preseason games for next week? I mean, for this week, I mean. Yeah. Any or, uh, any predictions? Any score predictions for uh, tonight's game and the games going forward? See, it's hard. I don't want to do predictions yet because it's, it's not preseason. I'm I'm just gonna keep watching, observing. Any uh okay. any notable people that you guys are gonna keep your eye on? Uh, can you can we keep your eye out on uh for 
these games. I want to get. Um, I want to keep an eye on the Ravens' offense. I want to watch Odell. New, I want to see, see Odell how this plays. new look offense looks. Like I know the starters see, may not yeah. play a lot, but I still want to get an idea of what this Todd Monken offense is going to look like with this yep. new direction. That's I'm okay. curious about that. I'm actually I'm actually very curious about that. All right. I want to see Mini Me in Carolina. Yeah, and I, I, I really want to get a. I really want to get some solid film on Jordan Love. Like I really want to see yeah. Jordan Love flourish. So I, I mean, I know he's supposed to play in the preseason. I don't know how long he's going to play, but I still want to see it. Just see. I would play if those. I'm the Packers. Honestly, he plays the first half of every game. I would play him in the first half. Give him as much as many reps as he possibly can muster, and just let him That's get the timing do. down. Let him get the rhythm going. And playing in the whole first yep. half, that ain't bad. I, I think um, for me, I'm letting him rock out. As of right now, he's two four, 14 yards, 3.5 yards average. Hmm. So we'll see as a as the the game goes on. Any uh games specifically you guys are going to keep your eye on? Uh, for the, nope, the I'm just going to be a fanboy this weekend. I'm just going to be watching. Yeah, this is this football time. This is yeah. I, mean, I ain't even look. I don't even care. Football on TV. I'm just watching it. It's four days of football, so weird. It's four days yeah, of football. Yeah, going to be watching rocking. hard. Uh, Don't college start this week, too? No. Yes. Or college next. Yeah. Oh, no. college I, next thought week. Was, I thought that was next week. It's next week. No, it's next. I think it's next week. Yeah, yeah it should be next week. week. Okay. Getting yeah. ready. Yeah, get gearing up towards Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to. Um, okay, so we'll, um, we'll figure it out. We got to. Um, we didn't do our top 25 team. We got to go through what we think was going to happen. I got, yeah, I got to talk about my Wolverines, man. Yeah, we, we can, can talk keep, about my kick it off next week. We can definitely kick it off next week. Um, I'm interested in seeing how uh, the Bears' offense looks because uh, I heard Justin Fields is going to play, so we'll see how that looks. Uh, with that's the good. He should. Offense. He, that's definitely, he needs to. That's, it definitely needs he's to. Gonna run, he's going to run the ball 13 times. Um, Look, Mel, is a, Mel is an absolute hater. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Don't worry about it. My boy going to make him a believer. It's he good. He got, um, the, he got the Pee Wee offense. Quarterback draw. Sweep left. Sweep right. Of course, um, the Raiders and Niners game because, you know, that's for uh, shit-talking purposes, but you guys get that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I want to see how Baby Bryce does. So, I'm excited. We got football this weekend. That's it, man. Why we here? No. We got a lot. We got a lot Ooh. of football. Yep. Another football Friday. We got a lot to talk, talk about next week. So Uh-huh. A whole lot, a whole lot, a whole lot, a whole lot. Any last words before we roll up on out of chair? Oh, it's been another great football Friday. Um, appreciate you guys for tapping in today. Um, seeing a few guys in the chat, a few people in the chat, a few people in the box. Uh, so appreciate you guys today. Uh, it was great seeing my boys again. Um, we had football yesterday. We got football coming up. Uh, so football season is back, uh, which means the content's only going to get better from here. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, comment, share it with your friends, share it on your Instagram stories, your Facebook stories, Twitter, um, on the new app, the Threads. I don't know if y'all know about the Threads, but share it on the new app, the Threads. Share it on your TikTok. Share it every goddamn where, because we're coming at you wherever you got all it. year oh. with this football stuff. And Spotify, and, uh, Apple Music, and wherever Spotify, you listen, whatever you listen, yeah. wherever yeah. you listen. Hey man, if you, you can't, listen if you can't watch us live, podcast, you absolutely right? can listen on a long road trip. Yeah, look, me? when you clean in the house, just put us in the background. This is what I said. You're gonna, you gonna, you gonna get a laugh out of us, but um, I will say this very important. Um, stay tuned. Um, eight o'clock Central Standard Time tonight, you will see this bright shining face known as Mr. GQ going live, and I am going to solidify 
our dynasty league live on screen get the divisions lined up get the draft order lined up set the draft day it's coming eight o'clock central standard time make sure y'all tune into that and that's gonna be fun yep don't kill it we don't kill it man um yes everybody in the chat thanks for coming through everybody listening thanks for listening don't make you know if this is your first time don't make it your last time so come on through rock with us uh people on the TikTok, like i said earlier i am with the shits so watch your mouth and don't anyway. be scared yeah, to pull up we, we invite guests we invite all the smoke don't be scared to pull up bro y'all a lot of people always want to talk shit pull about up. the podcast and oh your podcast must be good y'all can come find out anytime y'all ready Oh, and that's another thing. Like I said, this is a we do this all the time. We tell you all the time. This is a formal invite. If you have a problem with our takes, you want to debate something that we said, this is an open door policy. All you got to do is drop your math inside the DM. We will call you. We will set it up whenever you're ready to go. We got space we for here. you. Right here. That's we got space right there. We told you. We deliver, we deliver faster than Amazon Prime, man. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Way fast. The smoke, the smoke is always ready to be delivered. Literally. Y'all gonna stop going at my man OG Mail like that, man. Oh yeah, I don't know I if you see. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start coming see. out the shadows on y'all. Yeah, because I don't know if y'all see. There's a there's a there's specific there's a specific user. His name is Moolah. He got the money bag, and his little his little profile picture is Saitama, and it says, "Okay, yeah, that's me." And I'm about all the smoke. So don't all don't let don't let my picture with the nice happen. suit with me sipping a nice a nice drink fool you now. I can take that jacket mm -hmm. off real quick. Yeah. There's a reason yeah, why I we one look. punch man as my profile picture. <laughs> There's a reason why Batman is my, my favorite hero. Yeah. Well, I, I won't tell y'all why Wolverine is mine, but y'all should already know. Because <laughs> he want to blow the green Jean Grey back out. No, it's that too. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Highlight highlights for the round of 32 already. Yeah. That being said, man, we appreciate y'all for tapping in. Yeah. We are out of here. Hit that damn button. Oh.